What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football hosts, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we are now kicking off our week four edition of Pound the Pigskin. Uh, what a uh, what a wild week three we saw. We saw some records. Uh, we saw some record-setting uh, plays happen. We saw some wild, uh, wild scenes on the field. It was a, an entertaining um, and stressful week three. That's the truth. <laughs> I also feel like we're missing Chris Berman after that intro. Yeah, I know the Swami, right? Yeah, it's a it's a shame that you have to put you have to put uh, ESPN Plus on the TV at seven thirty just to watch prime time nowadays. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's still it makes it more of a novelty. But anyway, boys, we'll we'll get into some college football uh, tonight. We'll obviously dive into the big boy league of the NFL. Um, but as always, we thank our buddies at String Sports Brewery as we start our show off with the drink of the night tonight, uh, fellas. I just have myself a um, a ice cold Corona light. Okay. All right. Okay. Didn't expect that. I can dig it. I can dig it. I definitely can, though. You have a lot in there. I do. It's in the. It's always uh, in. It's always in the in the Corona. Got do one. Yep, that's it. What do you fellas got as we kick off our show? Nothing special. I just got a truly lemonade. There you Whoa. go. Truly. There you oh, go. Okay. We did beach. We did beach over the weekend, so that's a it's good beach drink. So I had some leftovers. Yeah, over. those trulys are clutch for clutch for the beach. Alex They're drank just... a new beer at Ale House uh, this past weekend. I did. I crushed them. What is that? You did. You did crush, crush them. them. I, got a, I got a. I got a bucket of the uh, Blue Moon Light. They were like Light Blue Moon Sky is pretty good. Light Sky or whatever. It's good. Yeah. 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 It was good. I crushed those at the game. Yeah. Uh, no. So I'm. Hey, I'm right up there with you guys on on nothing special. I'm trying something new tonight, though. I'm going with the uh, Truly Fruit Punch. Oh, those are good, man. They're tough. They're just super sweet. Like the green can, whatever that one is, that one's like getting punched in the face. But yeah, oh, well, gr- I'm good then because I'm I'm snacking on some uh, Willy Wallaby soft chews and some Haribo Haribo sour streamers to go with it. I tell Jesus you what, Christ, man, bro. with those with those truly punches, if you if you spike them with a little bit of uh, vodka, oh man, are they good? Yeah, I can already tell that that would be a good spike bunch right there. It actually yeah, no kind of weirdly enough, it cuts the sweetness. Actually, it does. It does. So, with that being said, fellas, let's just uh, let's just recap a little bit of what happened in the world of uh, college football this past weekend. A couple of notable um, games that we're going to get into. Mostly, we cover some of the upsets. Uh, this one was a two top twenty-five teams, but. Arkansas went into Jerry World and beat uh, Texas A&M 20-10. Arkansas's defense uh, pretty much shut down Texas A&M's offense um, for the majority of the game. So Arkansas finally showing that maybe they, uh, maybe they belong in the SEC after all these years. So a big win for Arkansas beating number seven at the time, Texas A&M. And then, obviously, the big the big upset, I guess, if you want to call it that, NC State beating uh, Clemson in double overtime, twenty seven to twenty one. Clemson with their second loss of the season. Uh, somehow, I don't know how, boys, but somehow they are still ranked twenty fifth in the country according to the AP poll this week. I don't know how that's possible, but we can get into that. Um, in a little bit, Notre Dame and Wisconsin <coughs> played in Soldier Field. Notre Dame uh, and Wisconsin were in a battle for three quarters, and then Notre Dame decided to just lay the hammer down by putting up 31 points in the fourth quarter um, and blowing out uh, Wisconsin. So that was another notable. Um, obviously, some uh, some other ones here in town. You know, the Gators handled their business against. Tennessee, Florida State lost again, so they're 0-4. Miami did what they had to do getting back on track. We'll see against Central Connecticut. Um, None of the top six teams in the country uh, were upset, although Oklahoma won a close one against West Virginia. So all in all, uh, college football, you know, 
went chalk for the most part. Nothing, nothing shocked me uh, from the college football Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty dry slate, man. The biggest shocker, you already talked about it. I don't even have, like, a most shocking or any surprising or any of that shit. I mean, we know that they haven't been that great and all, but, I mean, I will have to say that, I mean, from what it's been in the past, Clemson losing and being 2-2 two and two now is kind of shocking, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we know their offense is definitely struggling, um, and I don't think a lot of people expected that, but it's still, it's, you know – at, on our shot, I think you're the only one that expected them to still be a, a, a force to contend with. Okay. You you predicted them to be 2-2? Two and two? Come on, dude. Nobody no, did. I mean, said I, they weren't going to be I good. I thought that they would have handled uh, NC Come State, on. but their offense has been putrid uh, this season. I mean, it's been a, a huge – I think it's been a slap in the face to Clemson on how big the drop-off was with – with them losing Lawrence and ETN and some of their defensive players. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I didn't yeah. expect them to run the table like they have been and be basically just handily winning games. But yeah. I expected them to at least probably have like an 11-win season and be definitely still top dog in the ACC. And now the ACC is just yeah. complete. Like, ACC cluster. is up for grabs, man. It's just a complete cluster now. And, I mean, it's um, – it's a hundred percent up for grabs, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Miami has struggled, but they got a chance on Thursday against Virginia here uh, to right the ship potentially and get right back in the ACC mix, Matt. So, you awesome. know, Miami. I mean, Miami's got to take whatever what was that out. Got and <laughs> what, what was that? They got to well, take. Oh, well, who knows? But they're gonna have. I mean, to take the their only thing they, they got from Saturday. The only thing that really hurts them is the fact that they usually don't play very well in these odd day games, which I fucking hate, and I don't know yeah, you why. Got thir- you got a Thursday night prime timer on ESPN. I, I understand Miami is not exactly like what they're supposed to be, you know, competing for with what the everybody expected. <laughs> but why in the fuck is a team like Miami playing on a Thursday night? Like, I, I mean, truthfully, I don't know. Why? Usually Thursday nights are for like uh, the American Athletic why. Conference or the MAC. Okay, I'm what is that, fuck. Alex? What, what? Okay, what? Just because get everybody get knows that they're everybody knows they're going to be too busy watching Thursday night football for the NFL. Nobody wants to watch them. Then why are they playing on a Thursday? Play them at fucking noon or three on Saturday, like everybody else. <laughs> because that game will be overshadowed by the NFL game. Okay. Come on, Saturday okay. at noon would have been a perfect time for this game, but okay, you know, Alex. it's. <laughs> Thursday, it should have been a MAC game, but anyway, we'll see if yeah. Miami can continue to uh, build on their momentum. So, well, if they beat Virginia, if they beat Virginia, I will call it now that they will most likely run the table and end up up for grabs for ACC. Well, because that would quite be, frankly, that would be big. They, they have played Central Connecticut, but I don't think that this is controversial. I don't think Derek King would have looked that good even still. So they yeah. looked way sharper with some freshmen getting playing time. Um, I expect them to still play very well. I think Virginia is beatable, and uh, this oh, kicks sure. off conference play. Everybody because... in everybody in college football this year is freaking beatable. Nobody has been like a a juggernaut yeah. looking. So. Alabama is the closest thing to it, and they showed that they're still moderately beatable. Um, yeah, I still don't see them losing, but well, they definitely... got. They got a, a test again this week. I know it's it's Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, but that's the top twenty five matchup in in Tuscaloosa. So that'll be a big game. That's the that's the three thirty CBS spotlight game. So that'll yeah, be. I a just big I game. don't see them. Yeah, man. I, I think, don't see Bama losing, but you know they. Still I think Florida, play. as much as it pains me to say, I think Florida had the best blueprint to beat Alabama. It didn't work, and they're gonna run the table and just win an Addy because no team is even close to them. Well, we'll see. Lots of ways to go. I mean, there's certainly some teams that like to think they got a shot, you know. But we'll see. Bama's going to get tested once again. Will they stand up to the test? May, maybe, probably. But, you know, still a test nonetheless. Arkansas goes to uh, Athens, number eight, first number two, to play against Georgia. That's a big game at noon on ESPN. Yeah. They, That's they, probably uh, the ESPN, biggest game. ESPN should have made that one the uh, – the ABC spotlight game at 7.30 and made Indiana and Penn State kick off at noon. Yeah, I, I'm not really figuring – I don't understand college football scheduling this year at all. I mean, the of, fact that that game is a nooner, I mean, that's – Why is that, that a noon game? 
They want to start football great, man. I, I'm, I guess, but I mean, you got a bunch of people, Dude, you know, trying to hustle to get to their TVs well, on I, a Saturday. I'll, at I'll have, I'll have my eyes on that game, and I'll have my eyes on the number it's, seven, number nine, Cincinnati Notre Dame. Yeah, game. Cincinnati Notre Dame. Yeah, that's the other big one. See, that's a that's, that's a another game. That that's another weird. I mean, I know NBC, you know, and uh, Notre Dame thing, but like you know, the winner like, of that game is probably gonna go undefeated. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, and if Cincinnati wins, I mean, you're talking about them being an undefeated. This would be the bit. This will be the first year, maybe, where a non-power five school has a legit uh, argument about, hey, put us in the playoff. If if they go undefeated, obviously. Yeah, I. Because they're ranked seven right now. If they beat nine. That probably jumps them up a spot or two, and note in Iowa and Penn State, who are ahead of them right now, play head to head. So one of them is gonna lose the game anyway. Yeah, you it know. So how Iowa or how yeah how how friggin' Penn State and Indiana play, how Oklahoma plays against Kansas Kansas yeah. State, and if, and uh, if Georgia if Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship game, that's somebody who's gonna have a loss. So I mean. Yeah. Since now, I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to win because they still got to go into South Bend and beat Notre Dame. But if they do, they're going to legitimately probably be the first non-power five who's got a a real argument about getting in. Definitely going to be a storyline to keep track of, especially after this I, week. We'll see. I, um, I have them. I, I think, think they're going to win. We love. I love the fact that NC State beat Clemson and is now ahead of them in the polls. <laughs> Well, I mean, NC State is not a bad – I mean, listen, I, I said when we were previewing college football yep. that um, some of the teams to, to look out for were um, – Boston College was, was my ACC team to look out for. And let's face it, they're 4-0 undefeated. So, I mean, they're making me look good. And they play against Clemson this weekend, and I think they're going to beat them. That's just, that's just me, in my opinion. Hopefully – Yeah, I mean – But they could. You know, it's funny going when you when I looked at the schedule for this year, I'm like, okay, Miami may have dodged some bullets here. Now you look at it, you're like, okay, well, uh, I guess they didn't dodge shit because basically they're playing the best ACC teams. Yeah, all the teams that are playing well this year: Virginia, Boston College. You got, you got NC State. State. Yeah, I'm sorry, they don't have Boston College this year. This is like the first year they haven't played that. God knows how long, but oh, well. I mean, NC State and you know. In two, two, three weeks, that's definitely going to be an interesting game to pay attention to, depending on what takes place the next two weeks throughout the entire ACC, because there could be a lot of shifting and jumping around. Yep, that's true. But I'm, I'm definitely more excited about this week's slate of college football games just because there's some big ones that will shake up the, uh, the rankings um, as we get closer and closer to the uh, November college football playoff release. So it'll be good, obviously, if you got yourself a TV and – and no major plans on Saturday. There's games to start dialing into, like Alex said, at noon, 2.30, 3.30, and even 7.30. So it should be another magical day in the lovely land of that is college football. Now, switching over, let's go over to the big boy league, a.k.a. the National Football League, or as us diehard fans call it, the No Fun League, as long as Clown Goodell is the commish. But let's – um. Let's review our picks from last week, boys. We're, uh, we're finally starting to get our feet wet. We're getting into the winning ways here. A much better week three. Uh, my dad went 10-6. and six. Alex and I both went 11-5. and five. And, Matt, you, you should have played in Vegas, man, because you went 13-3. and three. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, for the season, um, I've got a 31 and 17 mark. Matt is a game behind at 30 and 18. My dad is at 29 and 19. And then Alex is at 28 and 20. So we're all bunched up in there within three games of each other. So a tight, a tight race to start the year. Uh, the all time record for us, uh, three stooges. Uh, I'm at tw- 225 and 109. Alex is at 204 and 130. And then Matt has picked up a couple of games and is now at 197 and 137. So that's what we're looking at on the all-time series. But we've got a tight matchup as we get into week four. So I mentioned our records. Let's run through the uh, the week three recap here. We start with the Thursday nighter. Panthers beat the Texans 
handily 24 to nine, although Panthers, uh, Christian McCaffrey suffered an injury. What else is new? The Bills absolutely laid it on the Washington football team. Josh Allen, Matt's boy, uh, circling the wagons. The Bills look like they're about to be a juggernaut. Browns and Bears. Browns took care of the Bears 26 to six. The Bears refused to protect their first-round pick, Justin Fields, as he ran for his life all day. Ravens beat the Lions 19-17 on a record-setting Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal. Alex and I were at the bar, and the bar went absolutely nuts when that yeah. field goal was good. Yeah. Titans beat the Colts 25-16. to um, Derrick Henry starting to get rolling. Ryan Tannehill starting to get rolling as well. Chargers go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs 30-24. to Chargers defense forces four turnovers. Herbie throws four touchdowns. Chargers win. Saints go into Foxborough and dominate the Patriots 28-13. Uh, Patriots offense looked like it didn't know what it was doing. Rookie quarterback Mac Jones struggled. Falcons go into the Meadowlands, uh, win on a game-winning field goal against the G-Men 17-14. Once again, Giants offense sputtering. Bengals beat the Steelers in Heinz Field, 24-10. Congratulations, Bengals fans. You just won your Super Bowl. Cardinals came into Duval and uh, were down after giving up a 109-yard missed field goal return for a touchdown right before halftime, setting a or tying an NFL record. Uh, Cardinals come roaring back in the second half and get the job done, also covering the spread. Broncos stay undefeated. They played the Jets 26 to nothing. They blanked the Jets. New York football Jets look like the worst team in the league by a lot. Dolphins and Raiders. Overtime Raiders squeak it out 31-28. I got to give the Dolphins some props for playing so tough um, with uh, Jacoby Brissett at QB. Rams and Bucks. This was definitely one of the biggest games of the day. We all had the Rams in our picks. The Rams ended up getting the job done 34-24. Vikings and Seahawks. Vikings get back to their winning ways without Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins was was cooking. They win 30-17 over Russ and the Seahawks. Packers and Niners on Sunday night football. Um, Rodgers leading a 37-second uh, a uh, comeback for a, a game-winning field goal after the no Niners timeouts. had just – Yeah, no timeouts, 37 seconds. Rodgers got it done, setting up Crosby for the game-winning field goal. And then last night, Monday night football, Cowboys all over the Eagles, 41-21. Uh, wasn't really much of a contest. So that's what happened in terms of results, what were we impressed by? What were we were surprised by, and what were we appalled by? Um. Well, I was impressed that uh, the uh, you know lowly Bengals did what I said they would and got my swing pick and got me a win. They did that. Yep. Yep. I was. Um, by the Giants offense yet again. Yep. Was, Giants yeah. offense still appalling. Fair. It's, yeah, that's that's a given there. Um, um, I do want to point out. Uh, I was a little, was a little surprised, and uh, I'm kind of gonna. It's kind of a twofold impressed. Um, Jacoby Brissett and Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, they hung I mean, tough. I mean, it's only one game. <laughs> Um, you know, let's see what continues. Now, one of their but... touchdowns was a pick six that the defense scored him. <laughs> I mean, it was, but um, I mean, I still got to give him some credit. I mean, you know, the guy they thought they had in Tua is not really working. Jacoby Brissett comes in and hasn't really played much football in God knows how long. And um, yeah, they hung tough. I, I mean, we know Vegas is good. Um, you know, just squeak it out. They're, they're, they're good. They're legit. So, you know, I think it was a solid uh, – that's one of those games where I know Alex hates this because I've said it a lot of times for some Giants games, but that's one of those losses that really doesn't necessarily hurt you. I mean, it could catch up to you if you become a playoff team in terms of seeding, but at the end of the day, you learn a lot about the team in a game like that. So, yeah, sure. Fair enough. Alex, East, what uh, a- know AFC what a- East is going to be interesting, I think. It's going to start picking up a little bit interesting. more. No, no yeah. doubt about it. So. Alex, what I know, what we already know what appalled you, but what uh, what impressed you and what surprised you? Uh, what impressed me, I would say, is 
Oh, you know, there was a lot of good games this week. There was. I think what impressed me was the Chargers being able to take that final drive and get down there and score. I'll tell you what, they had everything Called the win. against them, too. Um, bullshit yeah. penalties and having I to go did. for it on fourth down. I had it, I had it called. I knew they were going to win the game. And I'm just both did. Him do it in that fashion. Yep. Um, going into Arrowhead, exercising uh, some demons. What appalled me, obviously, was the Giants. I just, you know, God, it just, just please stop losing. Same old, same old, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm at, I, for right now, I don't understand. Um, I'm just going to talk about it now so we can get it out of the way. Dude, if they drop another one, I, I think you got to fire Garrett. Like, there's just no way. Like, he's been abysmal on offense. And look, I know you're going to disagree with this one, but you can't blame Jones right now. He is playing good football and making the best out of what he has, and the play calling is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's and they finally got schemes. Barkley into the end zone, and it didn't matter. It, he, he, the scheme is just bad, and you can't tell me it's because the offensive line sucks because they've moved Jones out of the pocket. He's doing that, but then for some reason, everything else is just like, what are we doing? Why yeah. are we keep throwing to Ingram too, by the way? Can we, can, why is he even on the field? <laughs> Why? Because that's who Jones is choosing to throw the ball to. Yeah. Because that's his – well, when he's, he, he's not going to have a lot of choices. If I already said he's not entirely to blame, but he has there. some blame to do this because when that mic goes dead in his helmet, that's up to him to make the play. Yeah. I agree, Mike, but what I'm simply Mike goes saying dead is – is second mark on the play clock. Yep. I don't know why he's even getting reps. I, I, I really yeah. don't. He, he again – Because again, we, we walked into that game with all of our starters and at – and at you started seven dropping. minutes into the first quarter. We were down Shepard and friggin' uh, Slate. Now, so I hate the excuse thing because you you know I don't like excuse, using it. It's just what it was. That's that's it how hurts. it came. Down. Oh, that that definitely hurt. There's no two ways about it. Like the, losing those two guys definitely hurt that offense. Well, yeah, but big time. What um what was uh what was surprising uh, for you? Um. I don't know. Nothing really surprised me this week. I would say that's fair. I would say the thing that kind of surprised everybody was how terrible the Patriots played and how well the Saints played. That was that was um, very surprising to me. Um, that, that was kind of that kind of shocked me. Uh, the Vikings pulling an upset against Seattle was kind of surprising to me. Nope. Yeah. Even though even though it was a home game for the Vikings, I thought that without Dalvin Cook, they would struggle a little bit to score. I yeah. think the Seahawks have a real defense problem. Yeah, They're that's terrible. that's what's concerning to me about them right yeah. now. I mean, they allowed, I mean, they allowed just shy of 400 yards, um, but they they could not stop the pass. I mean, they, yeah, they, Cousins was dialing them was dialing 300, them up, which yeah, was 300, pa- 300 plus passing yards, and then they let 140 on the ground without Dalvin Cook. Like, I, yeah, you got to solve that, man. Yeah, the the Seahawks got to look uh look themselves in the mirror. Those Legion of Boom days are over. So my my appalling uh what appalled me the most or what um I was most disappointed by was the um just the absolute terrible game plan um and use of offensive skill the Bears displayed letting <laughs> letting I mean to let your first round future potentially future franchise quarterback gets sacked nine times and just ruin his career right away. The Bears and Matt Nagy, I mean, he should be fired. Let's just face it. Miles Garrett Garrett ate his lunch with five sacks. I saw saw a little leak today out of a a Chicago news station, not really news station, but a little little small sportscaster that he got wind that the, the Bears were only allowing Justin Fields to call like five to ten plays. Yeah, like they, dude, they, they, they they limited ran, his playbook so much that he wasn't able to do anything. Yeah, they ran they ran the same plays in the same exact ser- scenarios the entire game. Now, yep. anyway, so that that's my most disappointing thing is that the Bears just decided that they were going to let their first round quarterback just get his ass handed to him. Uh, my most impressive. Um, thing for the uh the week of of week three was just the the rams getting it done i mean it was a big game out there and and we know that brady and the bucks usually step up to the occasion and 
and have been known to win those games. But Stafford and the Rams, man, they stepped up and they looked like they Lights are out. the team. They, yeah, they they looked like they were the team. And then what's didn't have a single rushing touchdown either. That's the crazy thing. No, but I mean, Matt Stafford made Desha- made Deshaun Jackson look like he was the freaking Deshaun Jackson of old, man. <laughs> I mean, which is not a good thing if you get that guy going. But um, the, yeah, you know, right. The the uh, the other um, so that was what was impressive, and then surprise surprising to me um, was it, it, it's kind of twofold was it just a how much the Lions battled the Ravens, but they then b that. Justin Tucker nailing a sixty six yarder to end it. No, that's just Harborough, dude. I don't understand it. It pisses me off beyond belief because I cannot stand the Ravens, and they do it all the freaking time. They win games they have no business winning. Yeah, they, they shouldn't have won. The Lions, the Lions played so tough and came back. And I mean, the Lions. Listen, they gave up a fourth and nineteen. They let Lamar Jackson look like he was freaking now, Montana. And they then definitely the give up greatest the kicker of all time. Decides to give the whole city of Detroit a big middle finger by kicking a sixty-six yarder. God bless you, Motor City Dan Campbell. You're gonna get a victory eventually. But gosh, that was a tough pill to swallow. Justin Tucker won that game, man. He scored 13 of the 19 points that team had. Yeah, I know. He's the again, greatest kicker in NFL history. Which again tells me Ravens Besides are maybe Adam Benatari, but still. Yeah. Ravens, right now it should be a friggin' one and two Ravens team and a one and two friggin' Detroit Lions team. Yeah. I thought they battled it really well. They had a good game plan going in. They did. Uh, they spread the ball around. They're gonna okay, get one what? here. They're gonna they're gonna get one sooner rather than later. Goff definitely isn't great, but he's definitely not um, the reason why they're not good. Like it's no, not like I, I think I think he's not them great. Limiting, them limiting T.J. Hawkinson's really affected the team overall. Yeah, yeah um, I mean he only had two catches. Yeah, I mean, two catches for ten yards. The guy was under double coverage almost the entire game. So yeah, remember the Lions though, don't because, have him going. They're in trouble. Well, that's because you got to remember they don't really have deep wide receiver. So they you don't know, have anybody, bro. They've got DeAndre Swift, Darren well, Bell, T.J. Hawkinson. But that's uh, what I'm they saying. Don't have they have a lot for weapons. They, so three of hey, three the Lions their- have made the Lions have fought back in two different games this year that, quite frankly, they didn't really have business probably doing. Yeah. So. That's you know, what I'm saying. They're gonna get they're gonna get one sooner rather than later. But let's uh, let's get into this week four slate and see uh, see what we're thinking. So um, we start off, boys. Thursday night football. You got um, the Bengals hosting the Jaguars. Right now, it's Cincinnati minus seven and a half. Over under is forty six. Before you guys give me your picks, I want to throw this stat out there. That rookie starting quarterbacks this season so far against the spread are one in ten. That's actually kind of surprising based on some of the games. So, and and the only rookie that covered the spread was when Mac Jones beat Zach Wilson. So two rookies. So one of them had to cover anyway. So that just lets you know that right now teams with a rookie quarterback, they're not covering the spread. So if you uh, take that for what you will, when you go to your sports book, if you want to lay the points against every uh, rookie quarterback team this this weekend, you're probably going to win some money. So, with that being said, though, boys, Jaguars, Bengals, uh, who do we got winning this football game? I got the Bengals, man. Um, I had a pick. I, I, this is probably going to bite me in the ass towards the end of the season when it comes to our overall picks. I still haven't deviated from them. Um, <laughs> No, we know that you're stubborn because you stuck with the Jets. Yeah, uh, it's, it's <laughs> tough. It is what it is, dude. Um, I'm going Bengals. I just like the way they're playing. Uh, this yeah, that Burrow team, to Chase connection is this, working. This Bengals team is the team I so desperately wanted to see last year and kept picking. <laughs> well, now you're getting them now. Now I'm getting to pick them, uh, but I don't get to pick them for, for many more games uh, this season based on where I have them. All right, you got you got Bengals. Matt, are you rolling with the Bengals again, or are you giving the Jags their first win? I mean, it's really hard because I really do want to give the Jags some love because I am a Jags fan somewhere down there. But at the end of the, the day – The Jags will get their win when they play the Jets. I, I think at the end of the day I, – I you know, I think Lawrence and them, they T-Co, you know, they may uh, get a little Jacksonville Jesus – going but I, I think Bengals are weirdly playing some good football um 
Yeah. Been a little surprising, um, to be completely honest. But Burrow is definitely – Look at the Bengals' two wins against Minnesota and Pittsburgh. They're, they're hanging, hanging in there now. I think Pittsburgh is honestly way worse than they appear, quite frankly. I agree. Um, so I don't know how much stock to put in that. But I got Burrow doing some uh, Thursday night magic. Um, yeah. I don't think they cover, though. I, I do not think – I think it's going to be a squeak-out game because I do think the Jags – I think they'll come and play. I just don't think they're going to be able to do enough to, like, stop a game-winning drive or something. All right. Well, I've got the Bengals, as does my dad, so that's a clean chalk pick right there. Next one on the on the slate, Washington football team goes to the Dirty South to play against the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, Washington is a one-and-a-half-point road favorite over under 48-and-a-half. Where are you boys going with this one? I've got Washington. What was the spread again? It's uh, Washington minus one and a half. Yeah, I got. I mean, I do have Washington. I think that's actually disrespectful to them, even though their offense is pretty bad. Although I don't, you know, that's it. No. Nah. They had a bad game against a really good team. I'm not. I'm not counting them out as a as a contender here. They, I, Washington's gonna freaking wipe the slate. Everybody's typing up Atlanta right now because Matt Ryan did something against the Giants. But they well, no, but here's the thing. Here's the one thing I'm going to say. I think Washington probably does win, but I do think that the Washington defense is not as good as it is expected to be, and I don't think that's going to change much this year. They've been overhyped to start the year for sure. And I, I don't really think it's going to change very much. I think that they've got an amazing amount of talent in that front seven, but I think that it is a little limited. Like, if you can create spacing – you can kind of beat that defense, and I think that's what teams are doing. Um, weirdly enough, the Giants kind of showed it. That's how you do it, even though we all know what happened. Um, they didn't score enough points for the matter, yeah. It didn't help. But, yeah, I got Washington. All right, so that's another chalk pick. I've got, I've got Washington. My dad's got Washington. So the first two games are all chalk, which means we'll add those to our betting slip as potential parlay plays. This third game on the docket, this one's a tough one for me. Um, I'll let you boys go ahead and make your picks first, but we've got uh, the uh, the Detroit Dan Campbells heading to the Windy City to play against <laughs> the Bears. Right now, it's Bears minus three over under 42. Who are you boys taking to win this one? First off, thank you, Vegas, for giving some respect to the Lions after what they've done and how b- bad Chicago is. Vegas is so. just giving Chicago the default three-point Home, so. uh, home spread there. Yeah, um, but nonetheless, I think Motor City Dan Campbell takes out some kneecaps of the Chicago Bears, and uh, I think we get another weak game from uh, the Bears. All right, so you've got the Lions winning, getting their first dub. What do you got, Alex? Being stubborn as ever. Nope, he's going Bears because he's in – I'm going the Bears. All right, so Alex has got the Bears. I told you I'm not changing it. That's fine. You don't have to change it. My dad's got the Lions as well, and I, as much as I hate this pick, I hate this pick, but I'm taking the Bears because maybe, just maybe, they'll take the reins off of fields and their defense is good enough to hold the Lions. So I'm going to take the Bears, um, but I'm not going to be surprised at all if their offense – throws up another dud. So we'll see. They better not. I need Allen Robinson to do some shit in fantasy. Yeah, well, we'll see. So next one, this one should be a no-brainer for all of us, but we got to we got to go through it anyway. Titans on the road going up against the New York Jets. Right now it's Titans minus 7 and a half over under 45 and a half. What do you boys got with this one? This would be the game that the Jets end up winning and we all get it wrong, but I'm going Titans. Okay, you've got the Titans keeping their wins <laughs> Keeping their one streak going. What do you got, Matt? That's how it'll go. What's the spread again? Minus seven and a half Titans. It's not even high enough. It's going to be higher. No, yeah, the I Titans think they're going to win this game by 10. I actually don't think so. Uh, I think the Titans will win, but I think the Titans have shown that unless Derrick Henry runs for 250 yards, which I'm not saying he can't, but. Well, he ran for a buck 13 last week and they got the dub. Yep. Uh, 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 I still don't think they're going to win by 10, but that's fine. I still have the Titans winning. We're talking about the scoreless Jets against the Broncos. They're, they're definitely the Jets still, have played uh, the Jets have played 3 games this season. Uh their average points per game, do you boys would uh care to take a guess? Please tell me it's single digits. 7.2. For the love of God, please tell that's me it's close, single digits. Alex. Like 8.2. 6.7 points Good per God. game. Good <laughs> God. 
Ooh, I was half a point off. <laughs> that is brutal. your that is your New York Jets right there. So that might be the most brutal set I've ever heard ever. Yeah. yeah. Now I know we're only three games in, but that's pretty brutal. So I'll make that's, a note because that is a chalk pick, as we all have the Titans. So that could be potential um, parlay play for us. There you go. Browns going to Minnesota. Right oh. now it's currently Cleveland minus two and a half over under 51 and a half. Both of these teams coming off victories. This is a tough one, um, in my opinion, as well. Um, what do you boys got? Browns, Vikings. Skull. Alex yep. Actually, I'm skull, surprised going... you're going. Yeah, dude. I told you I had a, I'm not changing my shit. Bro. Right. Yeah, I think I think Cousins continues getting it done. Thielen continues being a touchdown machine. I think the defense continues to get better for Minnesota, and I think the Browns will struggle because I think they're going to think that they're now finding their way again, and I think that uh, they're going to get blindsided by a good defense. All right, so you guys are taking the Vikings. I guess this means it's a swing pick for me because I'm the only one taking the Browns. I think their defense is starting to heat up, um, which I think could carry them, their defense in the ground game, so we'll see. So I've got the Browns, everybody else with the Vikings. Dolphins and Colts down there in Miami right now as it sits. The Dolphins are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite over under 43-and-a-half. I love that the sports books are giving the Dolphins a little bit of love here. Now, I know the typical home uh, default line is minus three, so technically they think that the Colts are a half-point better, but the Dolphins are still a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Who do you boys got winning this game? I'm ashamed to say it, but I've got the Colts. <laughs> All right, Alex is going Colts. My dad's going Colts. Matt, where are you going? You going Stinkfish or you going Colts? Yeah, no, I'm going Brissett. I think he gets to win. All right. I'll preface this by saying I think that they're going to get it done just because of the momentum, but I already picked <laughs> the Colts, so that's where it is. Yep. I've, uh, I'm actually I'm, – I'm with Matt as well. I'm picking the Dolphins. The Dolphins' offensive line is terrible right now, but their defense is good yeah. enough. Um, I think they've got enough weapons uh, at wide receiver and tight end that Brissett just needs to figure out a way to just get them the ball and not die. So who knows? We'll see. But I'm going with the Dolphins in that one, so that's a 50-50 split there. Um, Panthers on the road going down to Big D to play against the Cowboys, who are four-and-a-half-point home favorites. Over-under is 50-and-a-half. I don't want to pick the Cowboys, but I'm picking the Cowboys because I just don't know what kind, what we're going to get out of McCaffrey. And the Panthers are a completely different offense without him. Yeah, uh, I picked Dallas. Uh, my season prediction, the Panthers being 2-15 and 15 are already shot. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going Panther, or Cowboys. All right, Matt, what do you got? As much as I want to be the person to take the Panthers, it's really hard for me not to. Um I mean, they got a good defense. I just don't know if they're going to score. We see my problem is now Dallas can score points. My problem with this game is we're not going to really know what we're going to get from Carolina until actual game time. And quite frankly, if Carolina comes with the offense that they have shown earlier in the year, I actually think they can beat Dallas because I think that defense is still pretty weak. Um, Carolina's defense, though, it's starting to get better. I just don't know if they can slow down. Dak's momentum, even though he hasn't been amazing, but he's definitely been playing good. He played pretty good last night. Playing so, MVP candidate style right now. Comeback player of the year. Let's oh be God, here we go. I'm yeah. not trying to jump on the bandwagon, but give the guy credit where it's due. Whatever. I it, it doesn't matter. He's the Cowboys. I couldn't care less. Um, will be between Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, friggin' just just ugh, don't get me started. But yeah, no, I got I'm Cowboys. Going, I'm going to guess that Matt's still begrudgingly taking the Cowboys to win. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's a chalk pick for all of us. So we're going to have to look at that one as a potential parlay play for us. All right, boys. Uh, Giants going down to New Orleans. Saints oh. minus seven and a half right now, over under 43 and a half. Do either of you guys have the Giants getting their first win of the season? What is the line right now, by the way? Saints minus seven and a half. God. I think that's actually I, – I personally, I don't know what the Saints have done on offense to besides the Jameis Winston five touchdowns, which isn't even like a real stat line. Um, that's a real stat line. It's happened. 
no. Well, okay, dude, let's look at how it happened. Uh, quite frankly, he's never been that sharp ever, and he never will be ever again. I personally, I'm going to be stubborn. I, I think the Giants get a win. I think they've played tight football. If Garrett can get out of his own damn way and make some better play calling, I think it actually make a difference. For some reason, Saints-Giants always puts up points no matter what those teams look like. So They, they always put up points when it was Eli and, and doesn't, Dude, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's still the teams. For some reason, it's going to happen. So I expect points, and I'm taking the Giants. All right, so Matt's got the Giants getting their first dub. What do you got, Alex? I've got the Giants only because I picked them and thinking this would be a, a, a another win for us after starting 0-2. Uh, I will not be surprised to see the Saints outscore us. All Especially right, so you... because nobody's considering the fact that we are probably down two receivers and we are down for the season our best defensive player. Yeah, but the linebacker stepped up. So as much as I love Blake Martinez, yeah, they didn't it, step up enough because we lost to the friggin' okay. Atlanta. It wasn't the we lost. We're not we're not going into this. I, I'm not simple. having this argument because it's just it's tired. But You're the wrong. defense, the, the defense did not give up that game. The, the the game was given up because the offense could not yeah. produce after so they had Jones produced in the first half. Because Daniel Jones couldn't get points on the board. No, it's uh, dude. We're not getting into this argument because I'm tired of this argument. It's stupid. It's not. It is not Daniel Jones. Stop riding the fence, John Kerry. Pick one. It's not Daniel Jones's fault that they are not scoring points. He has done everything he can this year to show that he is worth the pick that he has been. It is not Daniel Jones' fault. Okay, so then it was defense's fault. Oh my god, dude! If you give up 17 points, that 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 is a win for the defense. 14 points before a field goal is a win for a defense. The yeah. fact that Garrett – Only scored one touchdown. They, they turned one touchdown yards. Dude, they turned yards in the first half. They got yards. They outpaced them mightily. Then as soon as the second half comes, it's the same old story of Garrett. He decides to stop taking the shots that he was, and boom. Now, yes, 100% going down two receivers makes, makes an effect on that. I am not going to deny that. But quite well, frankly, you got to force feed the ball dude, to Galladay and Barkley. Quite frankly, thank you that you stole the words out of my mouth. You still had two guys that are supposed to be big time guys for your offense. Find a way to make it work. It's not you, you, there's nothing holding you back from it. And do not tell me that Daniel Jones is holding the offense back. There's no, there's no way. Well, they he's don't. They don't throws. have anybody else who can who who gives them a better. He's shot. making throws. He's not turning the ball over at the same rate he has been. So that's an improvement. He's rushing the ball very well. He's taking advantage of broken pockets when he can. He's taking some bad sacks, but you know what? I'd rather him do that sometimes than attempt to try to scramble and risk a fumble. So how many, how many touchdowns does Daniel Jones have on the season? Well, what through the air? Yep. Uh, what's he got? He's got, fewer, one, he's got fewer the one. He's got fewer than it should be. He's got two. the one to Slayton, and he's got okay. the one to Shep, right? Yep. Two. He does none last week. How many? How many touchdowns? Where? Who? Uh, well, no. we'll see. Maybe they. Maybe two. they get it. Uh, maybe they one get it going one, again. One week two. Oh, you're cutting out, dude. What? I, I didn't hear anything you just said. He's got four total touchdowns through three games. Okay. But he hasn't scored a touchdown at all last week. He's also got three fumbles on the season. No interceptions, which is great, but three fumbles and four touchdowns. Three lost fumbles because that's incorrect. Three fumbles, period. Dude, I don't give a shit if it's a fumble and he, the line picks it up. Quarterbacks do that shit all the time. No, he's he just got one, the one turnover. Fumble. He's just he got one, one turnover. turnover. He okay. has accounted for one turnover. You're okay. Everybody, You're okay. everybody breathe down that guy's Hard throat because it. he's You're the okay. reason why they suck because he You're turned the ball over so many times, and now he's not. Game. That's what you're okay with. Dude, he is not turning the ball over like he was in the past. Give Matt, him some credit boring. where it's due. Dude, give him credit where it's due. He's turned the ball over one fucking time. Credit. He needs to be riding the bench. I would rather see Mike no. Glennon. You're an him. idiot. You you are you are no offense. You are an idiot when it comes to Giants football. I'm sorry, dude. He is the what the biggest argument that you and every Giants fan that didn't like that pick, your argument was he can't get it done because he turns the ball over too much. Well, guess what? He's not turning the ball over. He has one turnover. Matt, you One. can't ball over when you're dunk playing every drive. Right now, they just have to find consistency, and they're not getting it in the play calling or the execution. But I, I've got execution has been poor. But when you have shitty play calling in scenarios, I don't care if the mic goes off and it's now Daniel Jones' fault. 
or spotlight. If you're given a shitty scheme right out of the gate, you, you're making shit out of nothing. Not everybody is Peyton Manning. Not everybody can just create fucking plays on a line because nobody else does it like he did. So Garrett's got to figure this shit out. He's got to find ways to get the ball to the guys who need to get the ball in their hand. That's point blank. And well, that is and Garrett. What, what, hel- what also has to happen is you guys need to um, take um, this pound the pigskin platform that we have and you need to uh, turn um, it into a Giants only secondary <laughs> podcast show where you guys can just go head to head about uh, Giants football. That way you can spend a whole half hour, hour just arguing about what the Giants do and don't need to do. Um, that way, true Big Blue Nation can just tune into that and listen to, you know, uh, the two sides of the fence. But I'm taking the Saints to win the game until the Giants can prove that they can consistently put up points. It's going to be hard to pick them to to win against a team that is at least scoring points right now. Chiefs and Eagles is the next game. Um, Chiefs, seven-and-a-half-point road favorites. Vegas has no uh, respect for the Eagles. I'm taking the Chiefs. I, I can't imagine this is going to be any different for you boys. Was it seven-and-a-half? Minus seven-and-a-half Chiefs. Disrespectful. It should be more than that. Yeah, I agree. Eagles defense is, is pitiful, so uh, – it's going to be a no game. Yeah, their defense isn't very good, and their defense scored them a touchdown, which means that their offense is even worse. Yeah, they're not good. What do you got, Alex? No, I've got the Chiefs. All right, so that's a chalk one, so I'll mark that down as a possible parlay play for us. Now, this is the this game is the ultimate NFL disrespect. Um, I've never in my life, maybe once or twice, have I seen a line – this large in the NFL Texans are going up to orchard park to play against the bills. The bills are 16 and a half point favorites over under is 48. I know we've all got the bills. Can they cover that spread? Yes. <laughs> now they would have covered that spread against Washington this past week. Yep. And that's why they're so, going to do the worst team. You so know, this, this honestly theory, to me, this could be a, 48 to 10 game. It, it definitely has the makings of it for sure, based on how the Bills have played. But I just, the way this year has gone, the big spreads have kind of been. Well, they're I not. Mean, I mean, they, they haven't all, they haven't all hit. I mean, let's, they have not all hit. So I, this it's money line though is, is negative is being minus able to keep 1500. Up That's ridiculous. It's, it's very hard for me to envision the Texans keeping up with the Bills in any way, shape, or form. I'm making a note of it because it's a chalk pick for all of us as part of our parlay. But, my God, that is um, that would have to be a, uh, a money line play in our parlay. Cardinals and Rams next game. Arizona going to Los Angeles. The Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites over under 54-and-a-half. I uh, – I was impressed by both of these teams last week getting it done, um, but I was more impressed, like I said, by the Rams. So I've got the Rams winning. Yeah. What you got, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> Alex I, picked, is, I picked Arizona. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know everybody said I was crazy for picking the Rams over the Bucks. I'm glad I was right. Um I like the way they're playing. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they will be in the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, this is one of the losses that I have for them this season. Um, I think Arizona finds a way to put it together a little bit better than they did this week and score some points. All right, so you got the Cardinals there. My dad's got the Rams. Matt, where are you going? Uh, weirdly enough, and I'm not talking by any means, but I got I got Cardinals, and I legitimately think that the Rams – I agree with Alex – they're basically kind of right in their ticket. Um, Stafford's been looking really good. I just weirdly think I think the Cardinals are going to be a pesky team because that offense is definitely firing because Kyler is just playing damn good football. Um, defense is. is pretty good. I think this is going to be one of those weird games where Cardinals pull it out. It's going to be some weird wa- – I think it's going to be one of those weird, wacky games where you get some, like, random-ass plays that just don't make sense in terms of, like, some fumble that somehow magically, like, pops to, like, 
some guy on defense and can take it for like 50 yards or some random shit like that. It could be. You never know with those division games, so we'll That's... see how it goes. Another uh, NFC West division game, Seahawks go to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Right now, 49ers minus three over under 52 and a half. I said it before, I'm concerned with that Seattle Seahawks defense, and because of that and uh, the strong showing the Niners had, although in a loss, I'm taking the 49ers to win this game. Oh, yeah. sorry, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you there, Steve. Sorry, Alex. I like Russ, and I think he's still going to end up putting in one hell of a season, but that defense is just not good. Yeah, no, I, I know. I um, I foolishly have the Seahawks going 15-2 and two this season. <laughs> um, I really thought they were just going to be a continuance of what they were doing last year, but they are proving me wrong. And I hate them for it. <laughs> yeah, they but, can go on a run. But I'm not fucking changing. And I'm All right. going birds. All right, so you've got the West Coast birds there. Uh, so does my dad. He's got the Seahawks to win. Uh, Packers and um, – oh, wait, no, not Packers. Ravens and Broncos, next one on the docket. This one, Baltimore. Uh, a one-point road dog, so Denver minus one, just about a pick game, over under 44-and-a-half. Um, I know the Baltimore Ravens squeaked one out. Um, I, this one is a very tough one for me to call. I don't want the Broncos to win, obviously, so I'm picking, I'm picking the Ravens just because I think that the Ravens' defense will cause enough problems for Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm going to take the Ravens over the Broncos. Yeah, um, I've got Baltimore as well. Matt, where are you going on this one? As much as I hate Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's going to keep getting, showing that he is somehow having some career resurgence of <laughs> somehow I don't get it. I know they got talented receivers, but still, he's looking good. The stupid match, two, you know, two gloves, whatever at our uni year is lame, but I think uh, Mr. Two Gloves gets it done. All right, I just think, Raven, the I think the Ravens are just horribly overrated. So Yeah, I, I mean, they haven't been overly impressive. I mean, besides their one-point victory over the Chiefs, which was impressive, but I got well, a question uh, to you boys uh, before we move on to the next game. Seeing as they're in Denver, and since Justin Tucker just kicked a 66-yarder on turf in Detroit, could Tucker kick one from farther away in Denver this weekend? No. No? Okay. Could, no, okay, hold on, hold on. The question, <laughs> you, you said, could he? Yeah. Physically, yes. Will he? No. <laughs> okay. There you go. I would love it just for, the, <laughs> just for the fuck of it if he just, like, kicked a 70-yarder. Just it just pains me because I just hate the Ravens. <laughs> just, just kick a 70-yarder and just have it be an untouchable record. He anyway. wouldn't have a bust, bro. It would just be a copy of his leg. Yeah, probably. <laughs> So uh, Steelers, Packers, Packers minus seven right now in Lambeau. I think Rodgers has got that team uh, feeling themselves a little bit over under 45 and a half. This is a tale of two very different uh, quarterbacks uh, aging in a very different rate. Uh, I've got Green Bay to win this one. And if I were if I were betting on this one, which we may, depending on our picks here, I would I would lay the seven for Green Bay. But I'm taking the Packers to win. Did anybody yeah. pick the, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm confused here. Yeah, I don't no. know. The, Waiting the to hear what you guys are, say. Steelers are terrible. I, I think Big Ben is awful. He tripped over himself handing the ball off. Um, I mean, he's just it, they're just they're not good. I'm sorry, uh, Steeler Nation. You got it. You got a rough year ahead of you. I think, as much as I hate to admit it, Rodgers looks like he's back playing a little bit of good football again. Um, yep. Expect the ground game to probably create some havoc because I think they'll probably try to control it. Um, just knowing that somehow Ben still does have some ability to chuck the ball, although it's getting worse and worse. But, yeah, Packers. All right, so we're all chalk there on the Packers, my dad included. So we'll add that one as a potential play. Sunday night football, Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough. Bucks, Patriots uh, currently – it is Tampa Bay minus seven road favorites over under 49 and a half. I've got the Bucks, and I, honestly, the after watching the Patriots, uh, 
in Foxborough this past weekend. I don't think the pa- the Patriots stand a chance. I think the Bucks are going to win. I would I would lay the seven to have them cover. I think Brady's going to go back there and just throw the huge middle finger um, to everybody. And the Bucks also coming off a loss. I think that's going to help fuel um, their, themselves to victory. So I've got the Bucks. Yeah, uh, I don't even know why this would be a consideration. I know everybody's hyping it up and trying to make it bigger than what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not on prime time for a reason. Um, it's going to be a Bucks win. It's going to be an easy Bucks win, and Brady's going to have the last laugh. Matt, what do you got there? Bucks or Pats? Bucks. Even though I think the Buccaneers' defense is a lot weaker than it should be, I still never think... you're older, no JPPs. You're starting to see some chinks in the armor. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I, I think Brady coming back to Foxborough is going to be one hell of a storyline. That's going to make for some damn good Sunday night football. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Monday night football. Raiders, Chargers. I'll be brief. Chargers. I'm sorry. Do we know the hand severity yet? Right now, three and a half point favorites over under 52 and a half. Um, This game is always a battle between these two. So the Chargers covering the three and a half. I don't know how good I feel about that. Uh, so if you don't feel good about that, the money line's at minus 184. Um, but I, I'm picking the Chargers to win this one. I think Herbert outduels Carr, and I think that uh, the Raiders' defense can be had. Uh, if the Dolphins can can be a pesky team, the Chargers can certainly be a headache. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking um, just based on what we've seen already. Um as long as Herbert is good to go and that hand is not going to be a problem, um, I think you're going to see another another week of Williams and Allen probably each putting up almost a hundo. So they might be one. They might be one of the best duos in the league right now. One of there's no who who's better than them right now. Nobody. I mean, I mean, nah, you know, Thielen and Thielen and Jefferson in Minnesota are pretty good. Yeah, Godwin but they're not. Allen. They're not doing what. Allen and uh, Williams are actually doing right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they I, I, I'm up, I'm up there. I said they, they certainly are, they're certainly there. So we'll see. Alex, what do you got? It sounded like you, unfortunately, were going to go Raiders. Yeah, I picked the Raiders at the beginning of the season for this game. All right, uh, fair. That's fine. On Chargers every week, I said they're going to be hot, but I feel like they're going to stumble this week. Yeah, both teams have been and hot for the injury. So you know, we don't know what it's going is going to be like. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. So you've got Raiders. That's a swing pick, and my dad's got the Chargers. So that should be a, a good Monday night football matchup. Um, we'll be uh, I'll be waiting all day for Monday night. So let's go ahead recap what we've got for our Week Four picks right here. Uh, we're all on the Bengals on Thursday, so that could be. Um, we will probably just look at a uh, a same game parlay there for that Thursday nighter Bengals Jaguars, but then uh, the Sunday slate. We're all on Washington, so it could be part of our parlay. Uh, Matt and my dad are on the Lions. Alex and I are on the Bears. We're all on the Titans, um, so that could be a parlay play. Uh, Everybody's on the Vikings. I've got the Browns, so there's a swing pick potentially for me. Matt and I are 50-50. Him and I are on the Dolphins. Alex and my dad are on the Colts. We are all chalk on the Cowboys, so that's probably a parlay play. Uh, we're 50-50 split. Uh, the big blue gangsters are both on the Giants. Uh, my dad and myself are with the Saints. We are all chalk on Chiefs and Bills, so that's a parlay play for sure. 50-50 split. I've got the Rams. My dad's got the Rams. Matt and Alex with the Cardinals. Another 50-50 split. Matt and I with the Niners. Alex and my dad are with the Chiefs. We're all chalk on the Packers, so put that into the parlay. Ravens and Broncos is 50-50. Alex and I on the Ravens. Matt and my dad on the Broncos. We're all on the Bucks for Sunday night, so that'll be that'll probably be a same-game parlay there. And then Alex is a swing pick lone dog with the Raiders, and the rest of us have the Chargers. So that's how we've got it uh, for week four. Should be uh, another great week of NFL football, hopefully, if you uh, – if you make your wagers, if you are major, uh, wagering anything, uh, 
may the force be with you. We'll see you at the window. Um, I know it's uh, going to be an exciting week. Boys, uh, as always, another great show. It's been another lovely edition of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week.